1: I'm your host, Sky Guasco. You are listening to the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast. Please follow us on Instagram at football underscore Pod and on Twitter at tck underscore pod. You can find all of our rankings and multiple articles at tckpod.com. We've got a lot to cover, so let's get into it. What up, TCK Potters? Welcome back to the program. Another episode of the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Sky Guasco, joined with my man, Bobby LaMarco. Bobby, special day for you today, man. How are you doing?
0: I'm good, man. Yeah, it's my birthday today. i just doing a birthday pie for Super Bowl
1: weekend. Looking forward to it. Excellent. Excellent. We're happy that you can take some time out for us on the B-Day. Happy birthday, of course, and uh, wishing you the best. Of course, it's a strange time to have a birthday here with uh, quarantine and whatnot, but sounds like you're just looking forward to some downtime and everything from fantasy football work and life and in general. So having it be your day, man, I hope it's uh, the best it can be for you. So enjoy that. We are going to break down the Super Bowl, of course, and Bobby's going to give you all the details we can to uh, help you with any player props or DFS decisions, and then we are going to clue him in on the DFS breakdown that Dwayne and I and Lucas did yesterday. We're going to get him updated on the player props as well. We'll dive through all those pretty quickly, and then in the second half of the episode, we're going to get Bobby the chance to see if he can beat the TCK record so far with the perfect mock draft. Through Fantasy Pros Draft Wizard. So we do have a lot to cover today, my man. Let's get right into it here. We're breaking down as we have every week of the season the game. Now, this week, obviously, it's one game. Over the over the season, we had done every single game. But just with Super Bowl 55, the Chiefs and the Buccaneers, the spread has a favor toward Kansas City, minus three. The over-under is 56. And the Chiefs led the league in passing offense, 303 and yards per game during the regular season. The Buccaneers ranked second in passing offense, 289 yards per game. So, so much for uh, Tom Brady not being able to throw the rock here in this offense. So, Bobby, let's break it down, man. We can start with the Chiefs or the Bucks, but let us know what we need to know about this game here.
0: Yeah, if we flash back to earlier this season, we watched that game and it was just complete fireworks in the first half for Patrick Mahomes and and Tyree Kill. You know, Mahomes threw for 462 yards, three touchdowns. Tyree Kill, 13 receptions, 269 and three. Uh, It looked like in the second half, you know, they went to the second half with a pretty solid lead, 20 to 7. And it really wasn't until the fourth quarter where Tom Brady and company kind of made it competitive, right? They made it a three-point game. Uh, scoring 14 unanswered points in the fourth quarter. So it's really tough to think, all right, well, what would have happened if Brady and company was competitive the whole time? You know, because it seemed like Patrick Mahomes and everybody in the second half, they didn't have to do much through the air. They kind of ran kind of conservative, and it was kind of flatlined in the second half for the Chiefs. But when I'm looking at this game overall, like if you're looking at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, it's been clear throughout the season that they are much more vulnerable through the air than the run game. And last week was kind of the same, you know, listen, you know, Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams, you know, AJ Dillon. I mean, they they did fine. 16 carries for 67 yards, no touchdowns, nothing crazy, but it's basically been through the air that you beat Tampa Bay and, and the the chiefs have absolutely no problem doing that. I mean, that's talk about just their strength, taking on the Tampa Bay's weakness. Uh, You know, they have right now today, they're kind of using a cycle of running backs. They have Darrell Williams kind of the lead running back now. Um, but he had 13 carries last week, even with a big lead. So I'm expecting a healthy dose of Patrick Mahomes in this game. Uh, and when it comes to what I'm looking at, you know, Travis Kelsey and Tyree Kill, can, can the Tampa Bay Buccaneers rush four against the Chiefs so they can essentially double cover those guys on the back end? Um, it hasn't really been the case. The only thing I could say is Eric Fisher, the left tackle, has been, is out for this game. So the Chiefs do have a backup left tackle playing. But it just doesn't seem like Andy Reid and Patrick Holmes are ever bothered by whoever's hurt on the offensive line. So, you know, it's Tampa Bay is going to have if they have to bring any type of pressure. You know, Travis Kelsey and Tyree Kelly is going to eat them up. And I don't expect Patrick Holmes a relatively slow game. But um, I think overall, when you're looking at both sides, it's going to be geared towards the pass on both aspects. So I'm definitely excited to watch what Patrick Holmes can do in this game. Uh, Tampa Bay does have a home game in this one, but it looks like Darrell Williams, if you're looking at the running back position is the preferred back. He's the preferred in passing downs. He's the preferred in pass pro. So I think if you're looking at that from a ground game perspective, I'm not expecting Darrell Williams to end up with 15 to 20 carries, but same time Damian Williams last year in the super bowl was a Jack of all trades. He did it all. He did it through the air and on the ground. So I think Darrell Williams could be kind of a sleeper in this game because he's going to be able to get some passes out of the backfield but also he's going to probably be their lead ball carrier as well. On the flip side, when I'm looking at, you know, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, it seems like they did kind of find themselves in that game. Brady threw for 345 yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions. And, you know, they really did it up the middle of the field. Rob Gronkowski had over 100 yards. Chris Godwin in the slot had 97 yards. No, Mike Evans did find the end zone twice, but he only had three catches for 50 yards. And the Chiefs secondary has been very good all year. I mean, they just kind of – they they Josh Allen last week had a fine game, two eighty seven and two. But you know Cole Beasley and and Stephon Diggs they had okay games. I mean Stephon Diggs was white hot heading into that game. He only had six for seventy seven. So the strength of Kansas City are the fact that they can play man coverage. They can press up on wide receivers, and they're more vulnerable against tight ends, for example. And they're also more vulnerable to running games. But the problem is with the, such a potent offense, teams are not able to run against them like last week the buffalo uh, two weeks ago buffalo bills Devin single tj Devin singletary tj Yeldon. i understand the bills running attack isn't great but they had nine carries for 32 yards between those two running backs so yes leonard fournette for example has the hot hand it looks like him and ronald jones are splitting work but leonard fournette is running hotter right now but at the same time i just don't think tampa bay is going to be able to establish the run game enough to truly dominate. I mean, in the game earlier this year, Ronald Jones had nine carries for 66 yards, but he got phased out of the game so quickly because Patrick Mahomes and company are coming to play. It's the Super Bowl. They're going to put up points. I don't think Tampa Bay is going to be able to sit back on their heels and just run the football and play defense. So I think when you're looking at both sides, it's the passing attacks, but also I think Tom Brady is going to have to be creative, attacking the middle of the field. You know, the boundary corners of the Kansas City Chiefs have kept up with a lot of stud receivers over the last few weeks. So I'm not expecting a monster performance from Mike Evans. But the good thing about Evans, he could be a great red zone threat. And then he could do his work with Rob Gronkowski, Cameron Brate. We'll see if Cameron Bray. I know he has a back injury, so that's something to note. But Cameron Brate, Rob Gronkowski, working with the running backs out of the backfield. Tom Brady's going to have to use all his receiving options. But overall, I just think that Patrick, Patrick Mahomes is a missing piece for this entire team. Was that they had a competent defense. As soon as Spags, my boy from the Giants days, and Spags, remember, it has Tom Brady's number for some reason. Mm-hmm. I mean, Spags, you know what I mean? So, you know, Spags loves to dial up the blitz, he loves dial up pressure. He's going to come after Tom Brady. Even though Brady's been very good against pressure this year, uh, it just seems like Spags has been able to create turnovers against Tom Brady, make him uncomfortable. And I think when you're factoring in how well the defense is playing for the Chiefs, and having Patrick Mahomes on the other side, it just it's almost impossible to beat them uh, in this game. So I just think that you know both teams are going to favor the passing game. I think you're going to rely on those guys. I don't see either running game taking over this game on either side. But it uh, still should be a fun one. I think Tom Brady is going to have a lot of pride. But I think Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid are just the new dynasty.
1: I want to mention two things really quick here, some, some interesting matchups to look at. When Dwayne and Lucas and I were talking about the game, breakdown uh, yesterday, I I mentioned kind of, you know, in the trenches and a lot of people bring that up generally, but it's not talked about in fantasy circles very often. I do think uh, with the defensive line of the Buccaneers being so good, um, that is going to be a factor. I think uh, with that secondary struggling and with the secondary of the chiefs being so good, what can they do up front? Uh, Frank Clark, the chiefs defensive end has been absolutely phenomenal uh, since joining the team last year in the playoffs. Uh, In his last two post-seasons, Clark ranks first in the NFL in sacks with seven, tackles for loss with eight, and he's also second in pressures with 21. So he's been absolutely on fire on the defensive line. We know about Chris Jones as well. So going to be interesting to see uh, what kind of pressure uh, the Chiefs can bring. And then on the other side, you mentioned the tight ends. Brait did have kind of a uh, hiccup with his back, uh, the back spasm or so. They pulled him out of practice right away just to, you know, be extra cautious. But Gronkowski and Brate have a really nice matchup this week. The Chiefs have allowed 954 receiving yards to tight ends during the regular season, which is fifth most in the league. So Brate has 11 receptions for 149 yards and a touchdown in the postseason this year. And Gronkowski had uh, 45 catches for 623 yards and seven touchdowns during the regular season. And we know over the years, obviously predominantly Gronkowski but Brady favored the tight end in New England for so long as well so if they're able to you know shut down maybe the deeper pass game Brady's obviously going to take uh what's given to him over the middle and I could see uh Gronkowski and Brady both having um solid games over the middle there so it's going to be interesting to see how those matchups work but um Obviously, you know, there's a lot of uh, a lot of big names in this game. You mentioned Brady Mahomes, Tyree Kill, Kelsey, of course, Godwin Evans, AB if he's able to go. Uh, But I do think that it's some of these like underlying guys that could have uh, bigger roles potentially. So well done as always on the breakdowns, man. Let's get into kind of the back half of that. So we'll get your pick here um, and uh, we'll get into the DFS now again. We do kind of a unique DFS. We are not taking a budget. Bobby and I have been breaking down DFS on the podcast for the last um, handful of weeks, but it's been with the budget, DraftKings, FanDuel, whatever. With one game, we're not going to do that because the teams are pretty much the same and it's overloaded uh, with talent and everything. So we made it a little bit more unique. You heard it on yesterday's episode, but if you haven't caught that yet, We are breaking it down a little bit different. We have one quarterback to choose from. So it's Brady or Mahomes. We have one running back out of all the running backs in the game. We have one running back to see who would have the best fantasy performance, three wide receivers overall, and the Tampa Bay tight end that you think will do the best. So Travis Kelsey off the dock because he's too automatic in something like this heads up. So we're going to go with the Tampa Bay tight end instead. Now, Bobby, so far, with the wild card divisional round and the conference championship, uh, with our DFS, you right now are in the lead by six points total over me. You have 126 or 426, I have 420, Dewey's has 415, Lucas at 385. So, so far, you're in the lead here with our playoff challenge. Let's get through DFS first, then we will get into your pick, and then we'll go through a couple of these prayer player props before we get into the mock draft. So, which quarterback do you think is going to have a better fantasy or performance in this game, Brady or Mahomes? Mahomes. Mahomes seems like the pop popular option there. How about running back? There's a lot of running backs to go from. There's maybe three options in Kansas City, certainly two in Tampa Bay. Which running back do you think will have the best option here? I'm going to go Daryl Williams. Ooh, Daryl Williams. I like it. I have Fournette. Lucas has Rojo. Dwayne has CEH, and you have Williams. I mm. like that we got all four of them represented. All right, you get three wide receivers in this matchup here. So three wide receivers from both teams. Who you got? Uh, Hill, Godwin, and Evans. Hill, Godwin, and Evans. Tyreek Hill is in everybody's lineup. I have Evans. Uh, Dweez has Godwin. And Lucas is going against the grain a little bit with uh, Watkins and Tyler Johnson. Um, I also have Michael Hardman and Dweez has a B and which of assuming Braid plays. Now this is going to be silly if Braid is out or limited, obviously it's going to be Gronk, but if both are healthy, which tight end do you think will have the better fantasy performance for the Buccaneers? I'm
0: going to go, oh man, this is tough. I think I'm going to go Gronk.
1: Gronk might have less work, but if he gets that touchdown and Braid doesn't, that is usually the game breaker at the tight end position. Okay man, now we got some player props here. Let's get into this. Uh, pretty pretty straightforward. We got some over unders. we got a couple funky ones we made up at the end. so we'll go through these quickly here and I'll let you know where everybody else sits. So we'll start with Travis Kelsey. over under 95.5 receiving yards. Under. Under. excellent. Mahomes over under 27 and a half completions. over. Tyreek Hill, half a touchdown. So does he score or does he not? Yes. Miko Hardman, 33 total yards. Jeez. <sighs> 33 total yards. Uh, I'm going to go under. All right. Brady. Two, okay, listen, listen carefully. Brady, two and a half total touchdowns and interceptions. Two and a half total touchdowns and interceptions over under. Over. All right. Fournette, half a touchdown over under. So does he score or not? No. No score for for Fournette. All right. Evans, five and a half receptions over under. Under. Under unanimously for all of us. Kicker points, so not fantasy points, so you don't get five for 50-yard field goal. This uh, is NFL points. Which kicker is going to have more points, Suckup or Butker? Suckup. All right. I have Suckup, and Lucas has Suckup as well. Dweez is going with Butker. CEH, this one, listen carefully to this one, too, kind of a funky one. More rushing yards than the age of the Super Bowl MVP more rushing yards than the age of the Super Bowl MVP. Sure, it's going to be Mahomes, right? So 30 yards, got it. He's got at least 25 right here in them. All right. And coin toss. Heads or tails? Oh, tails never fails, man. Tails never fails. The 3 of you think so. I think I apparently Brady calls heads and he has been pretty good at this whole thing. So I'm going to I'm going to lean Brady. They get the coin toss at home. Uh, I'm going to go with heads and uh, we'll see what happens there. That's All legit, right, yeah. the Legit analysis to understand that Brady, Brady goes deep on that. That's awesome. Okay. Deep, deep research, right? I mean, I got I to I gotta, I gotta get the upper hand on you guys. Okay, right. man, before we get into a uh, quick commercial break and we dive into the mock draft, let's get your official Super Bowl pick, Chiefs or Bucks? And let me set this up the way that I did for the other guys. Two-part answer. Who are you rooting for? Who would you like to see win for whatever reason? And who do you think actually wins the game?
0: You know, <laughs> oh man, I, 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 listen, I just want Brady to be a psycho next year. I personally do. I want him to come out. So I want him to lose. I'm rooting for the chiefs across the board. I think the chiefs will win. I think they're going to, I just, there's something about a fantasy implication, you know, at Patrick Mahomes is going to come out no matter what next year, he's still young. If he loses or wins, you know, whatever. I think Tom Brady, if he loses this, he'll be so motivated next year. I just think that he, any, I know he doesn't need a lot, but I just want to see that. And I want to see him in the second year variant scheme with, you know, whoever's at receiver. I think he's just going to go off if he loses the Super Bowl this year. So I'm going to root for the Kansas city chiefs. And I think the chiefs are going to win.
1: All right. Fair enough. We have the chiefs across the board as far as the winner. Um, and I think I'm maybe the only one that would like to see Brady win. I have nothing against Mahomes. I'm actually not bitter toward the team of the Chiefs. I'm more bitter to my Niners last year for blowing it. Uh, I'm not a Chiefs hater, um, but I, as I said yesterday, I, I think, I think um, Mahomes is going to have multiple chances at this. Still, I just like the, I like the Elway, um, you know. Uh, uh, Peyton Manning, Ray Lewis situation where they kind of win and ride off into the sunset. Now, we can't guarantee that Brady would win this game and still retire. I mean, he still might have this played at least 45, 50, whatever. So that might not even happen. But um, I wouldn't be upset if either team won. But I do think the Chiefs ultimately will be too much at the end. All right, Bobby, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We got to give a shout out to Jersey Jungle, of course. After this, we're going to bring up the perfect – mock draft challenge now it's been a couple of weeks i'm going to give you some time to pull this up and 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 set it up on your side to get ready for your live mock draft on the air but i do want to just kind of remind listeners what exactly we're looking at here Dwayne and and lucas have already done one with me so far the high score is in the high 26 hundreds we're going to see if bobby can beat that and basically what we're trying to do is we're going to redraft 2020s roster so this is a, not a 2020 mock 2021 mock draft. This is a redo of 2020. The computer is going to simulate the draft as it was per ADP. So Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley are still going to go one and two, but if Bobby goes, so let's say he picks the number three spot, he could pick wherever he wants. If he goes the number three spot, he can, he does not now have to pick, let's say um, Zeke Elliott, who was going there because we know Zeke Elliott did not finish that high. He could reach for Alvin Kamara. He could pick Dalvin Cook. You could go Devontae Adams because he did so well. So it's best ball ball style. It's a half PPR format, 12 team. So we'll get through that. So Bobby's kind of gear up and and try to figure out where you can find the value. You're drafting players that finish the best in the value um, that you can get them. So it's going to be interesting to see how the draft actually goes with this. Figure out a draft slot and uh, we'll get into that wherever you would like to. But before we go any further, of course, we got to give a shout out to Jersey Jungle. Look, we've been repping them for two weeks straight. We have to get on this. They're $120 for NFL stitch twill jerseys on NFL.com. Jersey Jungle has it for 60 bucks already. Okay. You get 10% off of one or two jerseys and 15% off of three jerseys. And all you have to do is DM them on Instagram at the jersey jungle and use the promo code TCK. Tell them Bobby and Skye sent you. Use the promo code TCK. We already have one of our one of our loyal listeners in the UK ordered a couple of jerseys. We have a couple people on the East Coast who have ordered some jerseys. I got my Justin Herbert baby blue Los Angeles Chargers jersey that I've been telling you guys about. Dweez has been repping. He wants to get a throwback Jay Novacek jersey, the OG uh, fullback for the Cowboys when they were winning all those Super Bowls. He was a big Cowboys fan as a kid. I want to get some throwback. 49ers jerseys like roger craig right ronnie Lott, maybe i know bobby's a big giants fan maybe you get some throwback giants jerseys as well so all you need to do is dm on instagram the jersey jungle tell them bobby and sky sent you use the promo code tck to get 10 off of one jersey 10 percent off of two jerseys or 15 percent off of three plus jerseys not just football he has basketball hockey soccer right? We have baseball as well and custom jerseys I mentioned in my other life. I am in the music world as well. I was a nationally touring musician for a decade. I have a number of my music buddies now that I've told them about this, reaching out, looking to get baseball or basketball jerseys with their band across the front. So if you have another type of brand you'd like to make and create a jersey for, hit up the Jersey Jungle and get your custom fits. Once again, Hit the jersey jungle on Instagram at the jersey jungle mention TCK to get that promo code. All right, Bobby, now is the time. We've been trying to do this for a couple of weeks, but due to time factors and and moving around episodes with everything else, it's been a little bit difficult to do. But now is the time. Do you have everything pulled up, my man? Are you ready to go? Yeah. I, I okay. am. all right. So as soon as you hit let's draft, it's gonna put you on a one-minute clock. So we want to make sure that you're not there until we're ready to go. Um, which draft slot are you choosing to go from? So the B, so
0: two factors. Number one, I looked on the site to see like who the top guys are and who's been there drafting, and most guys are drafting from the five spot. And when I looked at that, it makes sense because you want to either get a combination of Alvin Kamara or Derrick Henry, and then on the, that will give you the better, higher pick later. Now, the reason why I'm picking five, I'm going to go five here, is because I'm not sure if Michael Thomas is going to go – in this automated draft in the top four picks uh, or five because I was thinking about going six but if Alvin Kamara and Derrick Henry get taken that means I'll have to take Dalvin Cook and remember Cook missed two games uh, in the season and he also was banged up a little bit too so I think I want to get either Alvin Kamara or Derrick Henry that's why I'm going five
1: got it and then on the turn of course you'll then have a second round pick and then third fourth and we'll go through the list here and again you're looking for value so deep in the draft you're looking for players like look Uh, obviously this guy wasn't even drafted early in 2020, but now we know that that late round undrafted player actually panned out and played pretty well. Like a Corey Davis is a name that people weren't excited about per se. And maybe if they drafted him, it was like the 13th round. Well, we know that in best ball, he actually had some pretty good weeks. So maybe he's worth a look in the middle rounds to make sure you get that kind of work on your roster. And then Bobby, at the end of this, we're going to recap and just kind of get a couple of things that you learned after uh, revisiting the rosters okay man without any further ado why don't you go ahead and uh, look you're just going to walk us through this right um, yeah you're going to just hit the hit let's draft it's going to roll you up and you are on the clock man I'm going to let you kind of talk us through each of your picks you can take a full minute to discuss if you want or you can just kind of pick quickly as you go through it and uh, I'll just chime in as we go best of luck my man you're shooting for at least 2600 good luck
0: yeah, so right off the bat, uh, the first four picks went off the board. It was Sparkly, K- CMC, Zeke, and then Dalvin Cook it went at four. So that means I got Kamara. Uh, so I'm going to go Alvin Kamara with the number fifth pick, uh, the number one fantasy flex player of the year. So that seems pretty easy for me. Next pick that went off the board was Derrick Henry. Now we're sliding. Of course, Aaron Jones just went. All right, so now, now we're in the second round. Let's see. The top running backs available are Gurley, Carson, Connor, Melvin Gordon. We all know those guys are not worth it. At the wide receiver position, it's uh, it's Hopkins, Chris Godwin, and Galladay are the guys at the top of the list. Tight end, of course, Kelsey's gone. So if I'm looking at this, um, I'm actually going to go pretty far down, actually, because there is really no one of the elite guys that. Wow. Okay, so I'm gonna go Jonathan Taylor here in the second round. Might as well. Guy finishes a top six running back. Um, and right there, and there's a bunch of there's a bunch of gaps between the next guys that I have really highlighted. So, a couple guys, a couple quarterbacks went. Lamar Jackson just went. I'm not gonna look at quarterback yet because Josh Allen and Aaron Rodgers are so good later. The wide receiver position is interesting here in the third round. You know, I'm thinking probably Calvin Ridley here. Um, I can probably get Diggs later because Diggs was probably the fifth or sixth round.
1: That's a good so, mentality. That's where you have to start separating yeah. your decisions because both of those guys finished top five. Right. But it's a matter of who do you need to get and who can you wait on.
0: Right, so I'm gonna go Calvin Ridley here, and my third round pick, top five receiver. Looks like a bunch of guys are going. Yeah, so Diggs fell to the fourth round, and I don't think I'm gonna wait again on Diggs, even though I could might be able to get him in the fifth round. Um, there's just uh, this is kind of a wasteland, really. Uh, you know, David Montgomery's another guy too I could think about here. He finished so strong, but I want to split my picks between Diggs and I want to try to get Diggs and Montgomery in my next two picks. I think Diggs is the most likely to go, so I'm going to take Diggs. So now I got my start. My draft, I have Camara, Taylor, Diggs, and Ridley. This really makes me rethink really my life right now. just <laughs> like I could have done this in real life. What am I doing? Um, it's crazy, man. It's I know crazy. it makes me. I'm like sad inside. Yeah, it's it's kind of funny. David Montgomery is is an obvious pick here. I mean, at the time, fifth round. I I right now have the pick. Um, the 5.5. I could probably wait for Montgomery, but I'm not even going to bother. The guy was a top five. But now that I know he was a top five running back, top six running back, it's a lock. Take David Montgomery here. So I have three running backs, two wide receivers. I think in the sixth round, I could even consider taking a quarterback here. I just saw Deshaun just Watson go. Um, there is a bunch of guys here that are actually pretty low, but Josh Allen is so good this year. If I know I'm going to get the number one quarterback in the sixth round, I already have my two running backs, three, uh, two wide receivers here. I think – let's see what the top receivers. A.J. Green, Gallup, Boyd. None of those guys really stand out. The receiving court – like, I could probably get Deontay Johnson later, so I'm not going to worry about pulling the trigger on a guy like him. Running back position, maybe DeAndre Swift, but I think that I'm just going to take the upside of Josh Allen here at the sixth round. And uh, now I got my number one QB locked up, so that's pretty awesome. Uh, now I'm probably in the seventh round. I still have a wide receiver position open. I think at this point, even though it's a huge, huge reach, uh, based on their ADP, I think Justin Jefferson might be in play. I might be able to get him later. I totally get that, but there's just so many guys later in the draft, Mike Davis, you know, uh, James Robinson, these guys who are all drafted later that I'm going to have to start drafting them anyway. So at this point, I know I'm getting a top 10 receiver, I know that I could get him later, but I also want to draft James Robinson later, Mike Davis later, even Justin Herbert later. So knowing what I know now, I'm probably going to go Justin Jefferson, even though it's a little bit of a reach based on draft position right now. But at the same time, like I said, I can go James Robinson. I can go Mike Davis. Those guys are all studs, so I'm going to take them. So uh, right now, my, my I got three receivers, two running, three running backs, and Josh Allen is my quarterback. Tight end position, um, you know, I have TJ Hawkinson highlighted, and I also have my boy Logan Thomas highlighted, but I can get those guys probably the last two rounds. So wide receiver, let's see. You know what, the next guy that's probably on the list here, is Robbie Anderson?
1: He's a pretty good pick. That's a nice, that's a nice name there. Up and down, yeah. but had some big games. And again, you know, it's not make or break per se, but it is best ball format. So you start to think of guys like Robbie Anderson, who didn't have an incredible week every week, but he did have some big ones.
0: Yeah, right. So I'm going to go Anderson here. I think that that makes the most sense if I can find him. There we go. I took Robbie Anderson there in the eighth. Very good pick. Finishes a top. 24 wide receiver uh now i got four wide receivers in there and i think i think now i'm just going to start i'm just going to go for i'm going to take james robinson you know we are getting a stud out of him um and i know later on i could still draft guys like mike davis who's you know very underrated as well so i can definitely look at him also jd mckissick is another guy that was really good that uh, you can get in the later rounds. Okay. So I think from a tight end position here, I think I'm going to go TJ Hawkinson. I need a tight end 10th round. Um, I think he'd probably go in the next round or two. So I think I'm going to go Hawkinson, very consistent player. Actually, hold on a sec. Let's take a look here. We got Curtis Samuel. That's another guy that was pretty good this year. Running back. Yeah, I think it makes the most sense. I'm just going to lock in a tight end. I got, went with uh, TJ Hawkinson there. Lock in a tight end. Let's see if anybody that I really wanted went. Not really. So that's good. So the running back and wide receiver, I have Montgomery, Taylor, Camara, James Robinson. And I have four bench spots left. Hmm. forty-two seconds on the clock. I'm just trying to, because there's guys on here like Curtis Samuel, Cole Beasley, Nelson Aguilar that are just not even close to being anywhere near this list. That are awesome. Um,
1: you know, I'm gonna. Right, you're also you're also at the end of the draft.
0: Yeah, I totally get that. Yeah. Actually, I'm gonna cheat a little bit. I'm gonna take Mike Davis. I'm just going to get him. I don't even care where I could have gotten him because um, none of the guys that I really like at this point are going to be taken probably, which they none of them did. So I'm going to take Curtis Samuel here at this position because he's pretty good and he's in the, he's the, probably one of the top guys on the list. Then let's see. I have Davis, Robinson, Montgomery, Jonathan Taylor, and Camara. Then I have Ridley, Diggs, Jefferson, Anderson, Curtis Samuel. Hmm. Any wide receivers? Like Corey Davis, you brought up a decent amount. T. Higgins had some weeks. Um, Beasley, I think, might be the best rated guy based on where he finished. He um, didn't have a lot of big weeks, but at the same time, I have two bench spots left. So I need, I need to go. I'm going to go Aguilar. I think I'm going to go with Nelson Aguilar because he was a boomer bust kind of guy. I'm going to draft Aguilar here. See how that goes before I draft my last guy, which is Logan Thomas. Oh, I think I messed up. I messed up. I drafted too many players. Uh, I didn't draft a second quarterback. That's on me. I'm going to take an L for that one. Uh, drafted Logan Thomas as my last pick. Yeah, I definitely did not. Mess, I messed that up. Um, all right. Well, you know,
1: it is what it is. I need a DST, right? So, yes. Yeah. Now so for, I, our, for our scores, we weren't, we weren't doing double DSTs. Um, so I think you might get away with it. If you have an extra bench spot, you could grab another quarterback or, you know, that's up to you, but... <coughs>
0: Well, I'm going to need a defense. I mean, I got to take the L on the second quarterback. It is what it is because the defense is going to get me solid points. Um, Colts were pretty good this year. Is the Colts available? No. Yes, they are. I'm going to take the Colts DST, the number two DST in fantasy this year, pretty much. All right. So that's it. I got 2,500 points, 2,500
1: and 25. 2,500, 25. Not bad. Yep. Can you uh, roll down, roll down the rest of your roster for us? Okay.
0: So, I made the mistake. I didn't take a second quarterback. It is what it is. But I got Josh Allen at my quarterback position. Alvin Kamara is my RB one. Jonathan Taylor is my RB two. Then I went Calvin Ridley, Stephon Diggs. Oh, sorry. Let me just. And let's see. I was going to go in order. So. Yeah, sorry. Kamara, Diggs, Ridley, Montgomery, James Robinson, Josh Allen, Justin Jefferson, Colts DST, Jonathan Taylor, Mike Davis. Uh, and then where does it show my – okay, here we go. Robbie Anderson I got, TJ Hawkinson, Mike Davis. I already talked about Curtis Samuel, Nelson Aguilar, Logan Thomas, and the Indianapolis Colts defense round it out.
1: All right. My highest score so far is twenty six sixty seven, And my team looks as such Dalvin cook in the first round, Travis Kelsey in the second round. Look, if you do this and you can get Travis Kelsey in the second round, no matter where you're at, get him. It's such a huge advantage. Bobby didn't get that because the computer had chosen him before that. So that might've bumped your score a little bit there, but I've got Dalvin cook, Travis Kelsey in the third round. I went Calvin Ridley, Fourth round, I kind of regretted this pick after the fact, but um, I, it was it was all right. I went with uh, Cooper Cup, and I think I would have wanted to go with Keenan Allen, who went right after that, but I went with Cooper Cup. On the way back in the fifth round, I went with Stephon Diggs. Sixth round, David Montgomery. So again, a lot of the similar names you got here. Seventh round, Josh Allen, my first quarterback. Eighth round, Deontay Johnson. Ninth round, Aaron Rodgers. So I got double quarterbacks there. Tenth round, I was able to wait that long for Justin Jefferson. I didn't want to wait any longer. Regular ADP during the season, he was about the 11th round, but I didn't want to risk it. Uh, obviously, being a top five wide receiver, top 10 wide receiver, at all formats, I want to make sure to get him in the 10th round. TJ Hawkinson was my other tight end in the 11th round. James Robinson in the 12th, Mike Davis in the 13th, and then back to back. Uh, DSTs in this one, because um, I finally figured out you needed to pick two, uh, <laughs> yeah, was uh, the Rams in the 14th. And I did go with the Colts in the 15th as well. So that's my highest score. That's my team so far. Uh, 26-67, but 25 is quite solid. Uh, Bobby, what are just kind of a, a couple of quick takeaways? Obviously you spoke through a few of them during the draft, but um, I've done, you know, maybe 10 of these at this point, they're just kind of fun to to recap and see how things panned out, but you know, I'll let you share a couple. And then I've got one or two that I've, that I've learned during this process.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, the thing is this, I've always been a, a heavy RB guy early in drafts. Um, and one the, one thing I started noticing is that there was dead zones like, you got to the third round, fourth round, fifth round, and those are high picks, but a lot, there wasn't a lot of guys that really did that well, that really returned their ADP in those rounds. So I think one of the biggest takeaways is even if, for example, like Calvin Ridley is your guy, you love Calvin Ridley and you're big on him, but you know, you can get him in the fourth round. But if you also like a guy that's in the fourth, fifth round, you might need to take Ridley in the third. Yes, it's a reach, but at the same time, you know, if you're better off taking your guy that you're your flagship guy than taking a DJ Moore if you don't believe in DJ Moore. Just because DJ Moore is is ADPs right there, and then you can get Ridley. But I'd rather take Ridley early and then get another one of my guys in the fourth round. That's kind of what I started seeing. I'm like, wow, okay, this guy, there's a dead zone here. I didn't really feel anybody. So that's one thing I noticed. And the other thing is you've got to play the wave of water. I mean. This is just a good example of, wow, I could have had this guy, I could have this guy in this round. But then, like, you get to the later rounds, and, like, Mike Davis, James Robinson, you know, even Miles Gaskins to an extent. Uh, you know, there's a bunch of guys, Nelson Aguilar, Cole Beasley. Those guys were all stalwarts. They were all legitimate wide receiver three flex plays throughout the year that you could have gotten for free. So I think the you don't win your fantasy league at the draft, but you can lose it. So I think if you can pick the players you like, go for it. Even if it's a little bit of a reach, take them because you're better off going out with the guys you like versus taking a guy at his ADP because it makes the sense what the site is telling you. Those are my main takeaways.
1: Totally agree. And the one that I was going to bring up is absolutely the dead zones. So if you look in like the third, fourth, fifth rounds, maybe, right? Like again, I went uh, Calvin Ridley, Cooper cup, um, DJ Moore would have been okay. Most rounds, Uh, AJ Brown, uh, Mike Evans did well, but had some down games. And then Keenan Allen, Robert Woods, Um, those guys are pretty good. Stephon Diggs, obviously, but also in that mix, you had Kenny Galladay. um, You had, uh, let's see, Chris Carson, James Conner, Todd Gurley, Mark Ingram, David Johnson, Melvin Gordon, Raheem Mostert. Cam Akers didn't do anything until the end of the season. Uh, Odell Beckham got hurt. Uh, Terry McLaurin hit or miss. DK Metcalf, huge first half, not much in the second half. DJ Chark bust. Cortland Sutton got hurt. Tyler Lockett. You know, finish number eight, but his consistency was like wide receiver 33, T.Y. Hilton, nothing until the final two games, Devontae Parker, Marquise Brown, Julian Edelman, Jarvis Landry, Tyler Boyd, Le'Veon Bell, again, so many of these names that like, obviously they're that high because they have a hype preseason. But, and you know, I'm not saying that I, or, or we could have predicted that those guys would have flopped one way or another. I'm just saying that this happens every single season. And that's why we do this draft to go back on things and look at it. Cause yes, now it's easy to say, well, obviously I'm going to take Stefan Diggs over Devontae Parker, Marquise Brown, Julian Edelman and Jarvis Landry. Cause I know about that, but it's important to look at who else was going around that area and trying to find the nuggets and then break it down to like, why did this player uh, end up successful was it straight up like he was the only one healthy or was it a better scheme was it something to look into next season are they a free agent who just came off a great year and maybe if they move teams it'll get worse or maybe get better like an Allen robinson who could get in a better situation and he finished top 10 already so that was definitely something i looked into absolutely and then the waiver wire was absolutely a nail on the head and you mentioned uh, you know a lot of those players but uh tj hawkinson you know noah fant some of these uh, streaming players tight ends who weren't sexy week to week, but they were helping, you know, fill the gaps a little bit, I think helped uh, tremendously when you ended up having injuries or you had to float a guy. I mean, Justin Jefferson was getting drafted late, but you know, again, you pick him up in the 11th round after week three, he was a top, top, you know, 12 wide receiver the rest of the season, pretty much with some big games. So Great takeaways, man. I'm glad we finally got this in with you. Uh, We'll have to keep practicing, of course, and get those scores up. Um, The overall draft leader so far is up in the 18 or excuse me, 28 hundreds uh, the overall leader on this, but uh, the TCK, um, TCK total so far, the highest score is 2667 listeners. We've had a couple of you submit uh, not quite that high yet. So keep practicing. Um, I went from the fifth or the sixth spot, usually in the middle. You can go from wherever you'd like though, and make sure you screenshot and send us a DM on Instagram at fantasy football underscore TCK pod or on Twitter at TCK underscore pod and send us a screenshot of your score and your team and see if you can beat twenty six sixty seven. This is the draft wizard fantasy pros app. You can get it. Uh, it's a perfect draft. Um, uh, perfect draft area within the draft wizard. Again, they have a phone app as well. So you can download that for free. You can do mock drafts heading into 2021. This is a great tool to use. Like literally if I'm laying in bed and I can't fall asleep or, you know, I'm, I'm maybe I'm, I'm waiting somewhere for something or whatever. I can literally crush out a mock draft in like 10 minutes on my phone doing the uh, draft wizard so not a sponsor yet but uh we do rep it a lot here on the podcast because it's a very valuable tool and i highly recommend you do the same thing bobby we got it in man super bowl breakdown we got some dfs we got some player props we got our official picks looks like we're going kansas city across the board and we finally got in the perfect draft simulation here for 2020 recap next week we jump into a 2021 preview what we have coming up for everybody we've had a few team meetings on the back end for you all we're excited to bring in some new team members we have obviously the core four of us here ready to get going on 2021 we do have to recap 2020 a little bit longer just to get a base for 2021 but we're ready to hit the ground running we got the draft coming up we got the the combine ish uh we have mostly player pro days these days um, but we have the draft coming up. We have free agency. And we have coaching changes that Bobby is chomping at the bit to get at for you on that as well. So stay tuned to the TCK pod here. Make sure you leave a five star re- rating and review. Make sure you find us and give us a like and a follow on all the social medias as well. And Bobby, once again, please let everybody know where they can find your content individually.
0: Yeah, you can follow me on Instagram at Fantasy Football X Factor and Twitter at FFX Factor. I'm also going to be writing offseason articles at football.raswell.com. So be ready and look out there. And I'll be on the TCK spot every week, hopefully, for the whole year. So looking forward to
1: it, Scott. All right, man. Hey, enjoy the game. And last trivia question here for you. Favorite Super Bowl snack. It can be liquid if you'd like, but what is your go-to Super Bowl snack? Buffalo Wings. Buffalo Wings. You know, wings took it across the board here. I mean, there's there's pizza, there's chips, obviously there's beers and whatever, uh, or you know, non-alcoholic beverages if that's your jam. Um we, uh, we went wings across the board though. I, I agree. You're going Buffalo wings. Dweez went with like a platter of five or six different ones. We got some, like, you know, you can have that, some of that Parmesan, a uh, little jalapeno jams, uh, basic rub, whatever, dig that wings. Awesome, man. Always a pleasure. And Hey, happy birthday. Once again, my man, it's a blessing to have you on the podcast. Super stoked to have you. And, uh, Best of luck to your next trip around the sun, man. Happy to have you on with us. Have a nice, relaxing evening with you and yours, man. Recoup, get that energy back, and let's get ready to enjoy the Super Bowl this weekend and then dive back into 2021 season. For my man, Bobby Lamarco, I'm your host, Sky Guasco. From all of us at the TCK Pod, enjoy the final game of the NFL season here. Chiefs, Buccaneers, the GOAT, the new GOAT. Enjoy the game. Hope it works out for everybody. Be safe. Appreciate yourself and each other. We'll catch you next week for the start of 2021 season. We are out of here.